the Sports on Point Weekly Rewind, a week in review with Matt Smith and Bob Williams. Let's back it up. Welcome to the Weekly Rewind for December 1st, 2010. I'm your host, Matthew Smith, joined on the line, as always, by the phenom Bob Williams. Really excited about tomorrow night, Matt. Of course you are, as you should be. And of course, as always, the man pressing the buttons, Mr. Pod Severns. Welcome to the show, guys. We got a lot of stuff, so let's get rolling. On to this week in sports. This is a section where we cover the top shared stories on the internet from every day of the past week. Our host will give a short comment on each of the days. On Wednesday, a couple news stories. Leach sues ESPN, this Mike Leach, and PR firm for slander and libel. This from the AP. What do you think, Matt? Yes, big big lawsuit here. Mike Leach going after ESPN. Of course, the employer of Craig James, the father of the kid that he so-called uh, uh, locked in a broom closet or whatever it was. I don't know how far this lawsuit is going to go. Mike Leach is going to have a lot of evidence because the video that this kid produced makes it kind of hard to defend the fact that he did not lock him in this closet. It looks like an open and shut case to me. Yeah, this is kind of almost grasping for straws, which seems to be a societal issue here. But hopefully for Mike Leach, uh, he can get something from uh, Craig James himself. Also on Wednesday, Nebraska defensive coordinator Carl Pelini, sorry for grabbing a camera. Um, this is another Pelini having to apologize for something that the Big 12, uh, I won't say screw them out of the Big 12 game, but this is actually going to make for a very interesting weekend in the uh, Nebraska-Oklahoma game. Absolutely. I thought it was kind of funny. Initially, Carl Pelini um, denied that he pushed the camera. But when you're pushing down a camera that is rolling, it's kind of hard to deny. You have to assume that that footage is going to turn up at some point. On Thursday, Breeze lifts Saints as Bueller and Cowboys fall short. Yeah, this was actually kind of a bit of an anomaly. It was an interesting game of football played on Thanksgiving Day. I really didn't know uh, what to do with myself uh, when I was watching it, but all in all, it's a pretty good game. The Cowboys certainly look like a different team uh, since Wade Phillips got canned. Just the, in this case, the Saints were just a bit too much. Yeah, definitely the better team uh, won this game. Uh, unfortunately, I, I missed out thanks to Tryptophan, but uh, it, I, I agree with the whole Wade Phillips not being there. It looks to, to seem at least to be a plus for the Cowboys, and, and hopefully they can rally around Garrett for the rest of the season and, and maybe see if he can uh, stick with them for, for the next year, too. Also on Thursday, Texas saddled with a losing season. Bob? Uh, I think this is funny that it's coming out from the Los Angeles Times considering the season that USC has had. But unfortunately, right now, Texas seems to be the fourth best school out of out of Texas. But every, every team is going to have some sort of year where they're going to have a downturn. And, and unfortunately, it, it's Texas's year next year. I, I fully expect them to bounce back and hopefully they can get a running game going. Yeah, this just goes to show what we talked about earlier in the season, that uh, preseason polls are worthless. If you recall, this Texas team was the preseason number four. Doesn't look like such a good choice now. On Friday, Yankees shouldn't have to budge off their reported three-year, $45 million offer. This from the New York Daily Times. What do you think about this, Matt? Uh, everything I've been seeing is indicating that Jeter is looking for an average salary of about $25 million a year and wants a contract that'll take him until he's 41, 42 years old. I just can't really see a team shelling out $25 million a year for an athlete who's 40 plus, even if it is Mr. 
clutch, and it is the New York Yankees. I just uh, if the Yankees uh, if the Yankees belly up to the table and and accept that offer, then uh, geez, what's wrong with the world today? Yeah, exactly. Because you can't pay that type of money for a figurehead. Don't get me wrong, Derek Jeter's a great athlete, but not so much going on the the down uh, side of his career. And if if they do actually bump up their offer, they're only going up against themselves. I just have a feeling this might be one of the uh, first glimpses of narcissism that we talk about in this episode. Moving on, also on Friday, Auburn rallies from 24 down to stay undefeated. What do we think about this, Bob? I don't know. This is a great game. Uh, A tale of two halves. Alabama came out very hot and and almost annihilated Auburn. And you're like, oh, my gosh, are they going to be able to pull it off? And, you know, in fact, they did. They rallied around their Heisman hopeful, Cam Newton. And this puts forth uh, hopefully an intriguing matchup. And and hopefully they, they do beat South Carolina and that it's the Auburn Oregon matchup everyone wants. Yeah, uh, 24 nothing in the first half, losing to Auburn in the second half. This has got to be a low point for Nick Saban after he was such a highly touted, he had such a highly touted team going into the preseason. But uh, ultimately, all this game is going to do is it's going to add to the legend that is Cam Newton. And uh, it's looking like after some rulings that came out today, maybe we won't have to scrub the memories of Cam Newton from our mind after the season's over. On Saturday, buckling, Boise State resolves the BCS debate and also loses up some fodder for the podcast here. What do you think about this, Matt? Well, um, I I, I seem to recall uh, saying early in the year that uh, this Nevada game is going to be a big one. But ultimately, the BCS is sighing a big sigh of relief right now. And um, more importantly, we're proving the point that rivalries against good teams trump rivalries against bad teams every time and if boise state had rivalries in conference with teams that had some decent level of talent on their roster we wouldn't even be talking about them yeah this definitely gives fire to the uh the critics who have always said that boise state just doesn't face the competition that they need to week in and week out i I don't think you would see the same boise state team that you've seen if they played in in a better conference but this is still a good boise state team uh, a good year for them. They just, you know, finally ran up against the, the odds. Interestingly, coming out of this, though, Nevada, by beating Boise State, actually shot themselves in the foot, right? Because Boise State would have shared probably in a bigger pool of money, you know, going to a Rose Bowl or equivalent. I think they said something like $17 million uh, versus the $800,000 that the school will get paid for uh, going to the Craft Fight Hunger Bowl or whatever they're going to be resolved to at this point. So it's kind of sad that, you know, Nevada, who would take a, a little bit of share in the proceeds, is kind of losing out on some of that money by actually beating Boise State. That's kind of the sad thing, I think, that comes out of this, but... Yeah, agreed. And uh, I, I saw some estimations that said that uh, Boise State themselves would lose out on on roughly four million. But uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely not a good scenario if you're Boise State. That's for sure. But ultimately, um, you know, if you if you want to compete, then you got to move to a bigger conference. And on Saturday, filming the San Francisco 49ers while in London costs the Denver Broncos. Coach Josh McDaniels, $100,000. This reported from ESPN. Bob, 
First off, Denver was kind of foolish to bring on the guy who who filmed the actual 49ers because this is the same exact guy who did it in New England. Um, it's good that Josh McDaniels sort of distanced himself from this guy, but to have him on your staff to begin with, which is just kind of foolish move. Yeah, I can't say that I'm really shocked by this. The only part about this that really surprises me, though, is the fact that when Josh McDaniels does this in a losing Denver team, that's that's not very good. I mean, they're they're winning football games ultimately. That's the goal, but they're uh, they're not exactly the uh, New England Patriots. You don't hear much about it. It's a it's a bit headline on ESPN.com, buried on the you know NFL page. But, you know, if this were Bill Belichick all over again, I guarantee you it would be plastered all over every bit of news media you could find. Now, this Skarnecchia guy that you were talking about, Bob, uh, who was also involved with the Patriots filming, what exactly, do we know exactly what he does for the Bronco organization? Films practices. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. think he's some sort of uh, video coordinator. Okay, so he, he films the Bronco practices usually. <laughs> Uh, I would assume so. <laughs> I mean, usually, like you said, I mean, this guy's already tainted from being involved with the Patriots. Why do you let this guy out with a camera, you know, at an opposing team's practice? I mean, it's just retarded to even be in this situation. Yeah, I, that's just kind of, hey, look, it's Josh McDaniels taking someone from the organization that he knew and grew up in which looking back is, is a bad idea or, or was a bad idea. Um, and, and the NFL is actually going to be going further with this and having a hearing with Mr. Skarnecchia and, and to see if he's actually banned. Uh, it, it wouldn't surprise me that he's banned. It would probably be better for the game if he was. On to Sunday, Miami Hurricanes fires Coach Shannon after finishing 7-5. and five. Yeah, I don't really know that it was fair to get rid of Randy Shannon in this uh, in this particular case, but I, I thought it was kind of interesting um, that uh, Donald Trump is sending letters to the athletic director, or I should say, uh, the president of Miami University, saying that you should have hired Mike Leach four years ago. You should hire him now, and he's actually pretty upset about the whole scenario. Donald Trump. Yet again, sticking his nose into the football industry where it doesn't belong. Is Donald Trump even an alumni there? I don't think so. Just okay. a friend. Just a friend of the president. All right, that that makes a little bit more sense. But yeah, th- this is kind of intriguing. Uh, just because this was supposed to be Miami's year of coming back, but ending up seven and five. Uh, with inconsistent play from Ja'Cory Harris and the, their defense uh, is kind of tough. It, it, it's interesting to actually sit back and hear the names that are coming out of here, like the Mike Leach, like you said, or the biggest one that I've heard is, is John Gruden, but he probably won't accept it either just because it's an NCAA coaching job instead of a pro co- uh, uh, pro job. So I'm, I'm more intrigued to see who's going to be next. And also on Sunday... Apparently, LeBron James bumping his coach is a big deal. Did you guys see the footage of this? Um, it's not the first time that he's done this. He did it to Mike Brown back in the day. It's more of LeBron kind of asserting his authority where his authority actually doesn't exist, especially when this isn't his team or his organization. So it it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out and, and this is was one of the big lines coming into the season was is Eric Spolestra 
the coach that's going to actually be able to bring the heat a championship and we'll see how, how it continues. Yeah. Um, this is, this is, uh, this is that, uh, that LeBron James, me first attitude that, uh, we never really knew about before July 8th of this year. But, uh, yeah, this is, this is the same situation that happened to Mike Brown. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if it results in Spolstra being the second coach to be fired under the, uh, under the watchful eye of LeBron James. But you got two, authority, two authoritative figures here in Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley. So even if Spolstra gets canned and they bring Riley down, it's not like he's going to be any easier on the guys. And that's the type of coach that, that this team needs. They're all over the place. That They're discombobulated. They need someone to step up, whether whether they do can Spalestra and bring in Riley off the, off the front office. They need someone to take control, get it out of the players' hands. At this point, I don't think Spolstra has done anything to garner a firing. Um, I tried to make this point, although I didn't do it very eloquently in an earlier podcast, but I think LeBron James, in order to win this championship that he's going after, is going to need to be coached. And it's going to take somebody that, I mean, if you look at the way that Spolstra um, reacted, you know, which was kind of like, what the hell are you doing? Kind of saying, you got a lot to learn, buddy. Um, you know, common courtesy is one of those things that goes along with, you know, you can understand the game and have court vision and be the best dealing, you know, whatever he is. But if you don't have common courtesy, he's he's going to miss a very valuable piece, in my opinion, that's going to get him a championship. The player has to be willing to be coachable. And at this point, it doesn't look like LeBron James is. On Monday, TCU accepts offer from the Big East. This from FanHouse.com. Matt. The state of Texas has been repeatedly confused for being in the East. There's the whole NFC East thing with the Dallas Cowboys. Now the TCU Horn Frogs playing in the Big East. I don't know. People who run major sports organizations apparently fail geography courses. Yeah, they might actually fail geography, but this is kind of a huge step up for TCU because they're getting the AQ status that they so desperately wanted. Just think if they, if they were in the biggest Big East this year, they might actually have more of a fighting chance to get into the uh, championship game. But, but this also sort of realizes that this whole uh, Gordon G and Boise State TCU small school comments that were going on earlier in the week, and, and it sort of justified them that they knew that they were a small or a big fish in a small pond, and they wanted to be in that big big pond. I think just on a side note that you're going to see uh, Coach Peterson from Boise State jump and ship to a bigger school this year for the exact same reason. Wouldn't blame him. Hope it works better than uh, Dan Hawkins. And also on Monday, Andre Johnson and Cortland Finnegan fined $25,000 each for fighting in Sunday's game. So this is interesting, uh, the fact that the, both of these guys got fined $25,000 for a full-out fisticuffs, where a head-to-head hit or, or a uh, flagrant, you know, a, a strong hit can garner you more of a fine, which seems kind of backwards. 
Yeah, I just actually I heard a, a rumor, and I'm and I'm uh, looking into it as we speak. But I I, I heard a rumor that uh, Andre Johnson was actually mic'd during this fight for or during this game for NFL Films, and uh, supposedly the audio got leaked somewhere online. So if I uh, if I'm able to find that, it should be an interesting listen to to kind of hear what was going on when these fists started flying. I think we would probably lose our podcast clean tag, but. I don't know. I I personally think uh, it's a little bit safer to pull your helmet off and you know go at it than to have a cheap shot head to head. You know, when somebody isn't, if you're prepared to take a punch uh, and you're tensing up and you got the adrenaline going and you're face to face, in my opinion, uh, that would warrant less of a fine than uh, some of these hits that are actually dangerous and potentially detrimental to people's health. Not that the fight couldn't escalate to something like that, but in this case, you know, it was a couple of men that were fighting like men and at least were facing each other. That's how I look at it. And rounding the week off on Tuesday, King James wants Spolstra to bow to him. This from Yahoo Sports. What do we think, Matt? Yeah, there's been uh, there's been some things. Obviously, we talked a little bit about this earlier with the with the bumping incident, but uh, there's been some things that I don't think anybody in Miami's organization wanted to see when this whole free agent coup went down. You've got a lot of egos in the locker room, and they're combining to think that they're bigger than the organization itself, bigger than the game itself, and it's really really wearing thin on some guys like Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley be interesting to see what comes out of all this. I think you're right there to see what's interesting coming out of it, especially also today that um, Adrian Wojciechowski from Yahoo Sports also uh, had a tweet, a Twitter, a tweet, a tweet about how uh, Cavs Dan Gilbert is hired a private law firm to see what type of information they could get on Miami's t- possible tampering or collusion of these uh, NBA guys. So this is Miami just gets more and more interesting. And finally, New Orleans Saints quarterback Drew Brees named Sports Illustrated's Sportsman of the Year. I think if we go from extremes from narcissism to something that should be trumpeted, I think uh, we got Drew Brees. What do you think, Bob? Couldn't happen to a greater guy um you know a a big 10 alumni always been more about the team than anything else so so definitely a a great award for for a great person not not just a great player yeah i think a lot of this has to do with the uh the stuff that drew Brees has been able to accomplish on the field but just as much as come from what he's been able to accomplish off the field of course a very vocal leader in the uh in the community when it came to uh you know hurricane katrina recovery he's done a lot of work with the community he's built a lot of money up for fundraising and uh just all around uh he's the uh he's the kid he's the guy you want your sons to be and your daughters to marry all right well that's our take on this week in sports if you have something to offer you can send your feedback to feedback at sportsonpoint.com you can always send suggestions on how we can improve the show or call us at 646-39-POINT. That's 646-397-6468. For our weekly rewind, this has been Pod Severance, Matt Smith, and Bob Williams. We'll see you next week.